0: amen. Let's get our Bibles open. Romans chapter 7 tonight. I want to read verses 14 and I'll read down through part of chapter number 8. And uh, God sure has been good to us. I love church. I love it. I love the singing. I love the worship. Nothing in the world like it. A little taste of heaven every once in a while and it's good. Just thinking about His goodness, thinking about His grace and thinking about His love. Romans chapter number 7. Of course, Paul is writing here. Paul has been a Christian at this time for around uh, 20 or more years. And I think that's significant to think about as we begin to read this. Romans chapter number 7, look at verse number 14. It says, For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. For that which I do, I allow not. For what I would, that do I not. But what I hate, that do I If then I do not that which I would not, I consent unto the law that is good. Now then it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. For I know that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. For to will is present with me. But how to perform that which is good, I find not. For the good that I would, I do not. But the evil which I would not, that I do. Now if I do that I would not, It is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. I find then a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man, but I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin which is in my members. O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord, so with the mind I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh the law of sin. Look at chapter 8, verse number 1. It's one of the greatest verses in the Bible. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Paul, being saved 20 years, uses some what I call gut level honesty here. He's being very transparent. He's, outside of our Lord and Savior, probably the greatest Christian to ever walk on the face of the earth. And he's being just honest here, saying, listen, there's a a war going on inside of me. Uh, Ephesians chapter number 4 calls it the battle of the old man and the new man. Galatians chapter number 5 calls it the battle of the flesh and the spirit. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 calls it the battle between the carnal side and the spiritual side. Many writers have uh, called this idea that Paul's talking about the civil war that's going on inside of every single Christian. I Man, that spiritual side and that carnal side. Don't you wish when you got saved by the grace of God that there was no, more, there was no battle going on? Here's the truth before salvation. If there is a battle going on, it's for salvation. After salvation, I wish that the old man was dead and he wasn't alive and the flesh wasn't there. But the truth of the matter is that flesh is there and there's a battle there. And that's what Paul's talking about. He's really giving us a portrait here of a struggling Christian. I man, a portrait of something that we all deal with. And then he gives us the answer to it. And I just want to look at a couple things in this that I hope can help us actually uh, in 2016, in February of 2016, before I was the pastor at Ufollow Baptist Church, I preached this sermon here. Then in 2017, when I became the pastor, I preached it here. And it's just one that, uh, for me, that I've preached all over and that's helped me and it's ministered to me when I'm struggling, when I'm going through things, when I start feeling like I'm losing the battle, I'm losing the war, when that sin maybe is winning in my life or when my flesh is winning in my life. Look at, look at verse number 14. He's going to give the portrait of a struggling Christian. He says this, for we know that the law is spiritual, but what does it say here? But I am carnal, sold under sin. Chapter number seven completely deals with the law and being under the law. Chapter number eight, if you if you understand the book of Romans, is the answer to to the problem of the law. The first three chapters of Romans, Paul ends up presenting the case kind of like a lawyer would that all men are guilty before God. He starts out by saying the, the, that the heathen, chapter number one, is guilty before God. Then he goes, the hypocrite and the religious is guilty before God. All men are guilty before God. That's when he starts laying out the case. And then he begins to work into the Christian life, the issues of separation, the issues of sanctification. And here specifically is this battle between the flesh and the spirit that's going on inside of every one of us. And if we can't, if we don't get down the right road, we're going to end up in a place where you ever heard people like as a spiritual person or Christian say they have burnout or, man, they can't continue or they become. That's really what he's given a picture of here. And he's going to give the answer to it. The first thing that he says in verse number 14 here is I have a problem. Paul, being saved for 20-something years, says, listen, I have a problem. And y'all know what Paul's problem was? You have heard it before. If we were to go through this text, you'll find the word I 27 times. You'll find the word me six times. You'll find the word myself two times. Paul says, I have a problem. And you know who my problem is? My problem isn't everybody else. My biggest problem in my life is me. We live in the world of victimization and blame. Man, Everybody else is the problem. I have a marital problem. My spouse is the problem. And there's, there's, there's some. I understand what you're saying, but I have an issue at at work. The boss is always the problem. I have an issue at school. Somebody else is always the problem. I have an issue at church. Somebody else is. You ever met somebody like that? That man everywhere they go, there's conflict, and somebody's always a problem. It's always the boss. It's always the principal it's always the preacher, it's always that other friend, it's always somebody else. I just want to remind you tonight that in our lives, our biggest problem is not everybody else. Just like Paul, just like me, our biggest problem is us. The biggest battle that I face many times is here and here with myself. So Paul starts out by saying, as he's given us this portrait of the struggling Christian, he says, listen, my biggest problem is me. Now look at, and now he's going to say, what ends up happening? Because I'm a big problem, this is how many times when I try to do works and I try to do good things, even in the flesh, this is what, how I end up feeling. Look at verse 15. You got your Bibles open? For that which I, and this is a real tongue twister, okay, this passage. It, it'll get you. I think I said do-do last time we preached through this. Because it says do over and over here. I'm going to try not to do that tonight, okay? For that which I do, I allow not. For what I would, that do I not. Notice this. But what I hate, that do I. Look at verse 19. For the good that I would, I do not. But the evil which I would not, that I do. So he starts out by saying, my biggest problem is me. And then he says this. This is what he's saying. I want to try to do right, and guess what I end up doing? I don't want to to do wrong, but I, I do wrong. I want to do right, and I don't do right. Anybody else ever been there before? And you know what he's saying here? The first thing he's saying is, I feel helpless. My biggest problem is me, and I want to do what's right. It's kind of like us. We're all here tonight on Sunday night. We, we sincerely want to do right. We want to serve the Lord. We don't want to struggle with sin. But, man, but we find ourselves in that same place as Paul so often. We feel helpless. Man, we really do try to do what's right. We really do not try to do what's wrong. So he says, I'm helpless. Notice what he says next. Look at verse 17. It's got a progression here. Now then it is, no more I that do it but sin that dwelleth in me. For I know that is in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. For to will is present with me. But how to perform that which is good, I find not. So, man, I I feel helpless. And you know what he's really saying here after he feels helpless? Trying to do the works in the flesh? He's saying, now I feel frustrated. Man, I, I feel helpless. I feel frustrated. And this is what ends up happening next. Look at verse number 21. I find then a law... That when I would do good, evil is present with me. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. But I see another law in my members warring against the law of my, what? my mind. And it brings me in the captivity to the law of sin which is in my members. So he says, man, I have a problem. I'm helpless. I'm frustrated. And this is what ends up happening in the Christian life. When we're trying to do it on our own. When we're trying to even do good things on our own without God's power, what ends up happening is we, we, we end up being helpless, we end up feeling frustrated, and then you know what people end up doing? They end up feeling defeated and they throw in the towel. They end up feel, they, they feel defeated and they throw in the towel. I mean, this can happen to any of us. If you come to church and you serve in your ministry and you're trying to do it by your own power, can I just, I can tell you what's going to happen. You're going to be frustrated, you're going to feel helpless, and you're going to end up being defeated. That's what's going to happen. I mean, you can show up and sing in the choir without the help of the Lord. And eventually, you know what? It's not going to do it for you anymore. You're going to feel frustrated. You're going to feel helpless. You're going to feel defeated. I mean, you could be fired up and you could serve in a kid's ministry for a little bit or serve in some ministry for a little while. And at first, you're, you know, you're on fire for the Lord about it. But then after a little while, it becomes a little mundane to us. And we get a little bit used to it because we're doing it in the power. that We're doing a good thing, but we're not doing it necessarily the right way. And we end up becoming frustrated. We end up becoming helpless. We end up being Defeated. Man, we, we end up in that spot in any ministry. Even just attending church, if we're not careful, we'll begin to feel helpless. We'll begin to be frustrated. And then at the end of the day, we'll be defeated. Man, I've seen pastors, and I even seen, I had staff members before, that, man, they, they're they doing the work in the, in, the, in the flesh. And I've even preached sermons in the flesh before where I wasn't prepared yeah, spiritually like I should and hadn't prayed like I should and try to get up. And you know what ends up happening? You feel frustrated, you feel helpless, and you feel defeated. And the reason that we feel this way is because we're powerless, Look at verse 24. O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? Now, what is happening here is Paul is feeling powerless. And this is where we can be sometimes when we depend on ourselves. We're going to be frustrated. We're going to be helpless. We're going to feel defeated. And we're going to feel powerless. Because here's the thing. In our own power, and y'all listen to me, don't miss this. In In our own power, in our own strength, we cannot live the Christian life. You can't. Now, I used to hear all these sermons, you just need to have more character. You know, you can have all the character in the world and still feel helpless, still feel frustrated, and still feel defeated. Because at the end of the day, just like Paul, and I'm telling you, if you can ever get a grip on this, I'm just telling you, it'll help us. We have to move from trying to do it on our own. Because when we do it on our own, even a good thing, helpless, frustrated, defeated, and powerless. I mean, we have to get past that point. And guess, look at verse number 25. He shifts gears here. And really, here's the answer to feeling helpless, feeling defeated, feeling powerless. And really, the answer to the struggle of life is this. Look who he he says. I thank God through who? Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So then with the mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. And then he shifts gears from the problem of the law to the answer. And this is what we've got to be reminded of when we're helpless, when we're frustrated, when we feel defeated, and we feel powerless. Look at verse number one of chapter number eight. He's going to give us three things that God gives us the power over that helps us serve, that helps us live the Christian life. He says this, there is therefore, even though you feel defeated, even though you feel helpless, even though you feel frustrated, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh and after, and after the Spirit. I need to remind you tonight, when we get to that point, when we feel frustrated and we feel helpless and we feel defeated, that if we're going to have victory in the Christian life, it's not by our power anyways, it's by the power of God. And the only reason we feel that way, y'all listen to me tonight, is because we're trusting in the wrong person. We're trusting in ourselves. Sometimes (laughs) when we feel weak and we feel like we can't, y'all listen to me, that's exactly where God wants us. You know why? Because sometimes it takes it for us to get there (laughs) before we allow him to step in. Man, there's been so many times in my life where I try to do it on my own. Man, I try to just, man, let's just pull up my bootstraps and let's just go. Man, there's, you know, and there's a great, it's a great moment when we just get out of the way and say, Lord, I need you. Lord, I can't do this. Man, this applies to every area of your life. Man, you ever felt like you were struggling, you were frustrated, and you were defeated as a parent? Huh? That's when we have to get out of the way and say, God, I can't do this. But here's the good news, God can through us. Man, his power can help. Man, maybe be to be the right spouse or maybe to be the right ministry leader that you're in or wherever you're at in life, we have to depend on him. He gives us, listen, he has given us the power over three things that are the hope, listen, that are the hope that, that keep us going, that ought to wake us up in the morning. The first one that I think of tonight, if you were to study all of Romans 8, we could go through it tonight. For sake of time, we're not going to go through all of it, but I'll give you the three. The first thing that he gives you, that he can give you the power over tonight, and he's already paid for, is he gives you the power over sin. You understand that tonight? That sin that Paul says, those things I don't want to do in my own flesh, I can't, you know, I can't stop. But here's the thing, if I allow God to work through me and live through me, there's not a sin that I struggle with that we can't be more than conquerors over. Many times the reason we go back to that sin is because we don't believe chapter 8 verse number 1. We don't believe that there's no condemnation. Okay, so it's like, oh, let's just throw in the towel because I've already messed up. And listen, and we end up paying for sin. And you've heard me say this before, that he's already paid for. And because we're paying for it, we just keep going back to it. I just want to remind you tonight, he can give you power over it tonight. You've got to ask him, and you've got to want it tonight. I believe tonight that God can still give victory to the drug addict. He can still, somebody better help me preach tonight. He can give victory to the Pharisee. Man, he can give victory no matter what you're struggling with tonight. Just like Paul being saved for 20 years was struggling, we could go around the room this night and we could just get real with each other. We all got something going on. And I found in my life when I'm in that place, I've got to remember, listen, God can give me the victory over that sin. Sometimes we throw in the towel. You know why? Because we tried and we tried and we tried. We can't get past it. We've got to come to a point where we say, Lord, I need you. Help me to get past that. And we really want to eventually, when we put our trust in him, man, he can give us the victory over it. We've got to trust in him. He gives us, he gives us the victory over sin. He gives us victory over the flesh. I love this one, Romans chapter 8. Here's the awesome thing, and this is the hope for this whole thing tonight, is he gives, he's given us victory over death. <laughs> Y'all ever think about that? Like, he gives us victory over death. I mean, if you're saved tonight, It's not that bad. Can I got some news for you? You're only going to live forever. You ever thought about that? You're not, it ain't, listen, You are. he's giving you that victory over death. And I, I love to think about it. I love to talk about it. Paul came to the end of his life where he says, I'm now ready to be offered. the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. I don't know about you, but I want to be able to say that when I get there. I don't know that I will be able to. I want to hear those words, well done. But the only way that I'm going to do that is when I start putting my true trust and my faith, not just in God for salvation, because that's the easy part. The easy part's getting saved. You know what the hard part is? Trusting every single day. You know what the hard part is? Tomorrow morning having the faith to get down on my knees and say, "Oh God, I need you." Hey, the hard part's tomorrow morning when I wake up to get in the word of God and decide, "I can't live this world. I can't live this life in the flesh on my own because if I do, I'm going to have I, I'm going to be I'm going to be helpless, I'm going to be frustrated, I'm going to be defeated, and I'm going to be powerless." And you may be here tonight discouraged. You may be here tonight a little bit down. You may be here tonight ready to throw in the towel. I just want to remind you that if there's breath in your lungs, just like Paul, In Romans chapter number seven, when he felt like quitting, we've got to understand that God has a plan for us and he has a reason for us. And it's not anything that we can do, but it's what he wants to do through us. Listen, that's awesome news for us tonight. We've got to embrace it and we've got to walk in it. That's all I want to tell you tonight. I want to encourage you with that. I want you to think about that. And here's the question tonight. One question I want to propose. Are you living this Christian life or trying to through your own power or through God's power? That makes all the difference in the world. You know, there's times in my life where I'm doing it on my own, and that every one of those times, can I just tell you where they lead to? Misery, defeat. Man, I try to do good things. Sometimes, and I, I sincere things, but sometimes it's not through His power, and sometimes it's trying to do it on Jake's talent or Jake's. You know, you do it too. Man, I can do just enough to get by. You remember when you were in school? Like I knew if I, I knew if my parents if I could pull if I could pull that C. You know what I mean? Without doing anything, I could probably get by, but I could have got an A if I would have just studied a little bit. But you know what? I was just going to try to get by a little bit. Some of us, you know what we do? We do just enough to get by, just enough where it looks like we're okay, just enough where it looks, and. Inf- but inside this is what happens. And you all know what I'm talking about. Inside we know we ain't okay. Inside we know we're doing it in the flesh. I'm just telling you this tonight, just like Paul learned in his life. I'm trying to learn it in my life. When I yield to the Holy, y'all listen to me, to the Holy Spirit of God, and I allow Him to work through me, that's when we see amazing things happen. And that's when we're not frustrated, we're not helpless, we're, we don't get defeated. So things like this, let me just give you some practical things. Man, if you're if you a singer, we got a lot of great singers. God has blessed our church. I'm telling you, He's blessed our church. But you know, if we're not careful, we can sing and just get up and just sing a song. I like being around people. I'm just telling you, and I can tell it. I call it when a song's got the juice on it, when it's got the touch of God on it. When you get up and you can tell a person ain't just singing that song, they've been through what they're singing about, and the Spirit of God is rolling out of them. That's what I'm talking about. You could tell that person. I've been around some people when I talk to them, I can tell they've been with Jesus that week. I've also been around some that I can, I'm pretty sure they ain't. That means this if you're a singer, man, have you prepared? To get up there and minister to the Lord and to those other people with the power of God. Man, if you're a teacher, before you go into that class on that Wednesday night or that Sunday morning with those babies, have you spent time that week, oh God, give me exactly what they need. Lord, help me to teach and to preach exactly what you want me to preach. Instead of just rushing in with a lesson, oh man, I haven't looked at this all week. Man, I don't, I'm just telling you, man, when you pour into them. And you know what I found? You might not see those results at that moment, but you prepare in the spirit. You'll see eternal results with it. I'm just telling you. I was talking to a youth worker a couple weeks ago. And, man, I just don't, preacher, I just don't feel like we're getting anywhere. I don't feel like sometimes we're connected. I said, just hold on. Just be faithful. Just do what God's called you to do. Just do it in his power. I'm just telling you, you will see fruit when you do that. You got to prepare. Man, if you serve in a ministry, man, when you come into church, Rather than, you know, trying to, I'm just, just just trying to help us a little bit this morning or this evening. And pray a little bit and ask God, man, is there somebody that I can minister to in church tonight? You know, there's people many times you'll see someone come down the altar. You don't know why they're going down there necessarily. Sometimes they might have a broken heart about something they're going through that week. You know, when you see that, you know, one of the greatest encouragements you could do is just pray with them. Just be an encouragement. I think sometimes we just don't prepare. How about this one when we come into here preaching? Let me ask you this. When's the last time you just asked ask this? God, as I go into church today, Lord, would you just speak to me? Lord, I, would you just give me exactly what I need today? Lord, would you use maybe something that Matt sings or one of the preachers here says, Lord, to encourage my heart and not just to change everybody else? Because my prayer so often, I find myself so often praying that God will change everybody else, but you know who I need God to change? <laughs> me. Man, when's the last time you just prepare for church? Asking God to help you. If you're a parent, I mean, when's the last time you just asked God to, and I don't mean in the heated moment where you're going, oh God, you know, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about this when you say, God, will you help me to be the dad and the mom that those young people need? Would you help me to lead by example? Would you help me to be, listen, young people, and I thank God, man, I thank God we have some young people in our church that are standing for Jesus in their school right now, and I'm proud of them, I'm thankful for them. Thankful for that tonight, but before you go into school, ask God. Some of them, one of them today, a little girl got baptized this morning. Her parents they mocked her. Are y'all hearing me? They laughed because she comes to church because she got saved. Somebody drives from here to Mooresville, picks her up every Sunday, brings her. Are y'all hearing me? Sometimes we forget that things like that are really happening around our world. Listen, you young people, I want to, I want you to encourage you to pray that God would give you the strength and the power. I believe you can reach your generation. Husbands and wives, ever been felt helpless, frustrated, defeated? Maybe ask God to help you be the spouse you need to be. So often we pray for our spouse to be the spouse they need to be. Somebody help me tonight. Maybe we need to pray that we'll be the spouse that God's called us to be. You may be here tonight, and your spouse is sitting at home, and you're, you're tired of it. I just want to encourage you. Man, pray that God will change you and use you to help them see that God's way is the best way. You see what I'm saying? So often we'll just try to do it in the flesh when we get out of the way and allow God to work, I'm just telling you, I'm just telling you tonight, He will do things we never could have dreamed that He will do. He can fix problems that you and I could never fix. He can heal marriages that you and I and our flesh couldn't heal. He can give us the grace to forgive someone that we never thought we could forgive. He can give us, y'all, I'm just telling you tonight, He can help us through His power be who He's called us to be. That's what called being living the Spirit-filled life is tonight. It's when we y'all listen to me, it's when we get past living in the South as a religious person and we allow the Spirit of God actually to work through us. So I just want to ask you, when was the last time you just allowed Him listen just to work through you? When you've allowed Him just to speak through? It starts with you just submitting to him and saying, oh, Lord, I need you. God, I need you. Lord, would you help me? Will your spirit help me? Wherever I'm frustrated, wherever I feel helpless, wherever I feel, feel defeated tonight, Jesus, you are the answer. I need your help tonight. Heads bowed, eyes closed. Let's stand to our feet. If you need a place to pray, as Matt sings, the author's open. Give it to him tonight, church. Some of us need to finally just give in tonight.
1: Matt sings. Lord,
0: I come.